Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is October the 17th, 2019, and I am an errant Jim Hedger, and this is an errant Dave Davies, and I'm so sorry, friends. We we, we let you down the last couple of weeks, but we're back, uh, totally back. Jim Hedger from Digital Media, Dave Davies from Beastalk, uh, Internet Marketing. Dave, wow, last week was PubCon. Yes, it so was. We had, a, we had an excuse. Um, well, I didn't. I wasn't at PubCon, but how was it? It was it was PubCon, right? Like, <laughs> what am I going to say? It was great. Got to see like a whack of uh, a whack of friends, which is you know that's always nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, then then there's like uh, unfortunately you want to focus on on the friends, and there's lots of great things to to, to do with them, and, and great networking events. Um, you know, Casey and, and Arson threw like a great video game party, you know, that sort of stuff. But at the same time, it, it gets overshadowed by like most of my friends and even some people that are now friends that weren't when I walked in um, are brilliant marketers. And so then I had to learn a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so it's great. I, you know, those, those, those conferences are always great. I mean, there's, there's a whack of them, really good conferences all really tight together right now. Um, and so I think it's, it's, it's a nice opportunity for years. Like I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be in Dallas for state of search then, uh, you know, New York for, for SMX. So it's sort of a scenario where no matter where you are in the, in the country, right. Or, or in the, in, in North America, certainly there's one, you know, sort of close to you. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the things I find about conferences too, is sometimes you see it on one, you're like, well, yeah, I, I, I knew that. And some t- when I was first starting to go, I'm like, well, that was, you know, that was a waste. I shouldn't have sat on that session. I knew it. And then I'm like, oh, wait, no. Another brilliant person a- agrees with me, right? Like a person I came to see speak went, here's some stuff you already know. So uh, there's huge value even if you, even like if you hit a session or hear a thing that's like, okay, I am right. right? Like, and we all hit those where it's like, am I? You know, I'm guessing this is a good guess. You know, you get a bunch of stuff. Uh, you know, Lily Ray did a great session on Eat, for example. Um, you know, that sort of stuff. Anyway, uh, which was obviously a hot, a hot button topic at the whole conference. But uh, yeah, and uh, and how was uh, how was your week? And uh, sorry, I wasn't uh, wasn't able to to do it. I I was was just getting oh. off stage at the time the show starts. Well, you know, last week actually we we didn't have a show. That's why I'm. That's why I said we were errant. Errant. Yeah. Yeah. Afraid we afraid we weren't on the air last week. We were on the air the week before with a, a great interview with Dixon Jones. That's uh, available out on iTunes and up on Webmaster Radio and anywhere you might get. Uh, you know, any fine podcast distribution outlet near you. I'm bound to find it. This week is exciting. We got David Ogletree coming on. Uh, David's a, David is a cool dude. Yes. Um, one of the one of the only blind webmasters. Like like the, the dude's blind, and he's uh. He's he's one of the one of the most highly skilled webmasters on the planet. Yeah, yeah. Oh um, no, he's 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 absolutely brilliant. And speaking of PubCon, you know, he was there, and that's why I lined up. You know, sort of going, hey, let's let's yank this guy on the show. Yeah, we have. <laughs> we, we were chatting about PPC, and I was like, wait, stop. <laughs> let's just pull you on the show and cover exactly what we're talking about right now. Well, we have uh, we got Frederick from uh, from Bing coming on next week. Yep. Yeah, uh, that that is next week, right? That um, is next week. Yeah, brilliant. Um, um, and then hopefully, fingers crossed, but but not yet confirmed. Um, I'm hoping to get uh, Frederick Velez uh, for the week after that. So um, it's going to be a, a great program lineup. extraordinaire. Right on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's exciting. Something I uh, speaking of, of PubCon, and we talked about it a bunch, and even indirectly because Dixon Jones was there, and and uh, and co-hosting with Melissa Falk, um, the U S search awards, which mm-hmm. just makes me want to give a fantastic and huge, uh, congratulations to, I, I would mispronounce her last name. Perna from Bing. Everybody will know who I'm talking about. <laughs> and I don't want to mispronounce her, her, her last name. Um, from, 
for winning the search personality of the year. Uh, I was one of the judges and there, there were some great nominees and I, I won't say, Hey, it was just like a cakewalk to make that decision. Cause it's a hard decision to make. Cause you're sort of going, okay, there's a bunch of things, right? Search personality. What does that mean? Right. And there were a bunch of great names put up there, but um, she was one of my, one of the, the people I nominated and I was, I was stoked um, when she won it. Cause she's, she's a, a great personality, super kind person. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's so well-deserved. So congratulations, so Perna. Perna gets to wear the tiara for the year, eh? She does. She does. And uh, yeah, I hand off. And uh, yeah, that was, that was just, uh, yeah, just great. It's a, it's a wonderful award. And I, I was glad to see it go to such a deserving person. Yeah. Excellent. Um, we got a few minutes, a couple, a couple of stories we can cover. One is a, g- a good place to, uh, to, to start. And by the way, serious congratulations to Perna and all the uh, winners from the U.S. Search Awards. Um, yeah. Uh, I understand on uh, on on good authority that it's actually pretty hard to judge those awards. So well done to all the winners. Yeah. So um, you know when 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 uh, search engine stats come out, like search engine dominance, who's got the biggest market share, all that, and you know you almost want to roll your eyes because you're thinking like, sure, eighty five percent, maybe eighty percent Google, no matter what. Mm-hmm. That's changing. Amazon is uh, chipping away at Google. The, the little little piece here, little piece there. More people are doing product searches and going to Amazon. Knowing, you know, when you know where the shopping mall is, you don't need to look for stuff because it's all in the shopping mall. Mm-hmm. So Google isn't in the eighty percent search range anymore. It's not even in the seventy-five percent market share range anymore. It's now seventy-three point one percent of uh, of a. Uh, Ad revenue mm-hmm. for all the all the digital companies is taken by Google, which, which which is a lot. But again, this is a company that was taking like upwards of 80, 85 percent just a few years ago. Amazon is now taking about thirteen percent of uh, of all uh, uh, ad revenue um, in twenty nineteen. That's rising quickly um, and eating into Google's share. I mean, then we're getting, we're getting into tiny bits like Microsoft, six point five percent. After that, yeah. So Google and Amazon are are, are battling it out for um, for advertisers' hard minds, and obviously for their for their for their you know account account payable. Um, but again, just watching Amazon slowly build itself against against Google, um, it's only a matter of time. It is now. I, I when I when I read that, and something food for thought that I'm trying to keep in mind, and, and a subject that we've actually talked about a, a few times on air or, or touched on, not not specifically talking about it related to Amazon, I don't think. But um, one of the things that I'm I'm trying to remember in light of this is not where are we today, and versus where have we been, right? I mean, this is you and I. We 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 know this rodeo. We've been here long enough. It's where am I going to be five years from now, right? Like mm-hmm. where where are the engines going to be when we're looking at trending like this? And one of the things that Google has, and, and they're working a lot on it right now, um, is Amazon still has to wait till the user is looking for it. Yes, I might know that I want keyboard XYZ, and I say that because I just ordered another keyboard XYZ, but yes, I know I want that, that keyboard XYZ, but... Right, like, and so I go straight to Amazon. Now, what Google's working on, and we've talked about this in relation to moving from device to TV and, and moving around and sort of understanding your user intent. If they see me, Google will still have the opportunity, and it's what I think they're focused on, is catching me before I've gone to Amazon, right? They, they've seen me look up, okay, what are the best, in my case, I was looking up split space bars. I wanted two different space bars side by side because my thumbs do mm-hmm. different things, right? So I wanted one of those. As soon as I'm looking that up, Google has the opportunity to have me, right? They have me during discovery. And that's yeah. a, an advantage that I think they're going to get stronger and stronger at. Um, and, and Amazon still can't catch me there, right? I mean, who knows? I mean, Amazon's doing some amazing things too. So we'll see how they, how they combat that. But I'm still going to Google to find out what keyboard I should be looking up to begin with, right? And, and well, what the solutions are. Did you did you see those numbers that were coming out of PubCon? Um, Bing search share numbers. We're gonna be we're gonna be asking Frederick from Bing uh, all these questions next week. But I mean, you, Bing is penetrating thirty percent in, uh, in in the United States now. I think it was like eighteen percent in Canada, which is up from twelve percent like last year. Um, Fifteen, sixteen percent in the UK. Bing is um, somehow 
elbowing its way forward as well. And that elbowing, that elbowing comes at Google's expense. Yeah, we were having everybody sort of, and there were, there were some sh- shouts to, you know, sort of in the pub con groups and stuff going, has anybody seen anything kind of like this in their analytics? The answer, no. Um, and, and so then there was, and, and we can, we can chat with Frederick about it, but okay, what are we including? Right. And, and Google has the same. Okay. I'm including all of these things, right. As, as queries, X number of queries is done on voice. Okay. That's, that's fine. But I'm just looking for directions, right? Like it, it's a different intent. So it, it almost should be lumped into a different category. And here we have searches are being done on Bing. Well, Bing powers a lot of Microsoft services, right? And then and that's what I think. So is it all of a sudden counting their cloud services where people are inside looking up support forum questions, right? Like, yeah, it probably is. And dramatically skewing. Is it when I run searches in office, is it being powered by Bing engines? Yeah, probably. So what all is being included in that and so what is the real for real market share when, you know, on the ground, what I'm talking about is I need to rank for blue widgets so that I can get my business in front of companies looking to buy blue widgets. What's the market share there? And I think we would see it a lot closer to what, you know, anecdotally, we all sort of assume or, or what the latest, you know, sort of market share trending staff outside of that one are reporting, which is, is Microsoft at, at far lower. Now, do they deserve to be there? Heck no. They got a fantastic engine. Um, and I was just posting earlier today, and I don't like to say it because I'm shooting myself in the foot, but at the same time, it serves our listeners. Uh, Bing ads. If you're not advertising there and you're advertising on paid search, thank you for keeping my CPCs low. Right? Because there's some great CPAs to be had there. Like I, One of my clients is like, is that the most traffic we can get? The CPAs are awesome. <laughs> we were just like rocking the CPAs because the, the cost per click is so low. Um, you know, so, and, and now you can just sort of import your, you know, Google campaigns with all the settings and <laughs> sort of set it on a schedule once a week and go, that's not really worth my time to manage it, um, because of the traffic, but it is worth just popping in and making sure the imports aren't going crazy. <laughs> like once a week and going, yeah, that's about right. And, and move on, um, you know, for, for the CPAs that we're getting. So, um, you know, it's, it, it's worth it. So yes, I'm shooting myself in the foot, but to our listeners, if you're in, paid search and you're not using thing for goodness sake just hit the import button and give it a try excellent okay time for one more um you, you were at pubcon last week and i didn't even know if there was a PubCon last week and, and if you're at any major search conference you're going to come across a bunch of domainers <laughs> yeah hey bill was there he says hi yeah there you go um no i love bill bill hartzer um he he bill is is one of the more entrepreneurial guys in our in our sector, and he uh, decided to get in on the um, the expanded set of uh, top level domains like uh, dot whatever you want to call it. Yeah, um, he's one of the he's one of the one of the good guys. But there's a bunch there's a bunch of guys in the debater world. They just wouldn't want to buy a used car off of, right? Right. No. Um, and I know this is to speak about all debaters at all. So some really really clever debaters out there, but. Again, many of them you just wouldn't want to buy a used car off of. Google, um, uh, John John Mueller the other day comes out and likens um, the, the the practice of SEOs purchasing domains um, either for their previous performance or just so they can create their own link factories um, based on uh, on something that's a previously good performance. He likens that to buying a used car. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> that's yep. a great quote. That's right. Um, yeah, no, I, I thought it was a fantastic analogy and hits the nail on the head, right? And I mean, Bill's kind of said the same sorts of things when talking about, you know, domains and what you what you should be looking at, right? Because he sort of audits for companies looking to purchase domains or, or websites. He'll, he'll perform an audit and go, yeah, don't do that. Um, you know, and, and, and look for the like hidden traps, um, in a domain's history and, and whatnot, or in their backlink profile. I, I, everything that I, as soon as I read that, I'm like, oh, that's a great way to word that because, yeah, and and it's absolutely like once you bought it, it's yours. So buyer beware, right? Like, because it, it's too late once you're there, you can't return it. Okay, so um, you know what? Uh, you got you got Kelly's book, you got the blue book, you got a whole bunch of different different things you can go to. You got Chilton's guides, a whole bunch of different ways you can, you can, um, get a sense of, you know, whether a, a car is worth your time to look at when you're curbside or not. Eh? Mm-hmm. What do you got with domains? What you do you have? Like, you know, you, you've got <laughs> its history. Maybe you have the Wayback Machine. What else do you got? Yeah, I mean, you, you, and really at the end of the day, like with a, with a proper 
forensic person looking at it, right? Like somebody who actually knows what to look at because every domain, google.com has some bad signals. <laughs> like, there's, there's some crap in, in there if I look at their whole backlink profile. Heck, <laughs> they've been hidden with like, yeah, I think, I mean, it's fair enough. Companies scrape them. That's all right. They scrape companies, right? Like, let's be honest and call a spade a spade. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's not actually okay, but, you know, they've got problems. They'll have, you know, crappy backlinks. They've had penalties, right? Like, we know that. They've had to put penalties on themselves, um, you know, for, for buying links and stuff like that. So they've had a, a not perfect history, but if they came up to me and said, hey, 10K, you want to buy Google.com? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but I had a forensic analysis. Well, it would take me three seconds, but um, no, it wouldn't take that long. Um, okay, you know, yeah, I put an analysis, but you need, to actually, <laughs> you need to actually look at it with the right eye and go, okay, I understand. And that's where the history comes in. And, and a person like Bill Hartzer um, would do a great job because you can go, okay, I've seen, you know, all of these, these are just the usual suspect scrapers, right? Like this, everybody has these crappy backlinks. Right? Like that's just, and when I see scrapers, I mean, you know, copied content and, and linking or canonicaling back or whatever, right? Like they're mm-hmm. just, these are the crappy sites that are just in there, but with history and, and an eye to forensic, you know, sort of analysis, you can go, okay, yeah, this is usually like Google will know what this is and, and sort of, you know, funnel it out. Um, you know, whereas somebody coming in blind might see, you know, 10 bad links and go, this is horrible. No, you can go, yeah, no, it's still worth it. Let's, let's focus on the other 2000. <laughs> They're actually pretty good. They may not be like, I'm going to use a horrible, a horrible metric here, but go, they may not be domain, you know, domain authority 80. Please don't quote me on that folks, but you know, I, I'm just picking a metric, you know, they may not be the, the top ones, you know, they might be coming in at just, you know, they're you know, decent enough site, whatever, right? Like they're, they're, you know, average sites. Fine. That's part of a, a healthy backlink profile. Right? So, so that's what, that's what it sort of takes. And you, you can't, we can't just put out a book, right? And that's the unfortunate thing to go back to, to what you're talking about. You can't just go domains that look like this are great. Nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All you can do is go, you can hire somebody. And I mean, you know, if you looked at the Wayback machine and went, oh, there's no history for it or, or nothing, but you know, just this like splash page going, you can buy me. And you look at the backlinks and go, they have five, right? And then half of them are like Sidu, right? Or Sado or however that's pronounced, right? Like whatever it is, if you, you know, you may be able to make that call yourself and go, it's basically never been used. Um, but as soon as you see use backlinks or, or a history inside the archives or something like that, yeah, you're probably going to want to hire somebody to do it. If it's at least if it's a sizable investment um, for you. I wish, uh, and the caveat emperor, like buyer yep. beware. Um, yep. You, uh, it's hard to research this stuff, you know, and then, and then, and people get in, uh, well, like you said, they spend a whole bunch of money. They buy a lemon and um, suddenly critically underperform. Okay. Yep. We're back with David Ogletree. This is exciting. I, I'm really pleased that, 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 that David's coming on. I haven't talked to him for a couple of years. It's probably been like, way longer than I want to remember. But uh, anyway, we got a few minutes and we're going to be coming back with David Algentry. So on behalf of Dave Davis from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedden from Digital Remedy, Ollie's Media. You've been, you're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Stick around. We're coming back with Dave, David Ogletree after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. be the sun and fun capital of the world, but it's also home to the largest literary festival in the U.S. Don't miss the Miami Book Fair, a week-long festival featuring more than 600 authors from all over the world with readings, signings, and panels capped off by a three-day street fair. Find books in English, Spanish, and Creole for every interest and every age, from biographies and novels to poetry and comics. This year, come meet poets Richard Blanco, Reginald Dwayne Betts, and Joy Harjo, award-winning novelists T.C. Boyle, Susan Choi, Ed Wood Dentica, Taya Obrecht, Julie Orancher, Leonard Pitts, and Karen Russell, plus authors exploring issues of the day such as Eve 
Russell, Alex Cutlitz, Danny Shapiro, Daryl Pigney, Ambassador Samantha Power, George Wilt, and hundreds more. Take the little ones to Children's Alley for hands-on activities, characters, and storytelling. Enjoy music, food, and fun for the whole family right on the downtown Miami-Dade College campus, November 17th to the 24th. For details, schedules, and tickets, visit MiamiBookFair.com. Passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on Purpose. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, Welcome back to Webcology here at WebmasterRadio.fm. It is October the 17th, 2019. I have no idea how many weeks till Christmas, but it's too damn close, so get moving on it. Um, this is Jim Hedger of Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beastalk Internet Marketing, and we are joined by the one and only David Ogletree, WME Training, Google Ads Trainer and Consultant. David, welcome to Webcology. Oh, man. For, for me, David, when was the last time we saw each other? It's been years. I think it's been about three years back when I had the uh, podcast alongside you guys with PPC 101 on Webmaster Radio several years ago. Wow. It's, yeah, that's, that is way, way, way too long. I'm so glad you're on the show today. Um, let's, let's, let's start off um, with last week. How was PubCon for you? Well, it was really great. It was nice seeing David again and his wife, Mary, and um, going to the search awards. It was really fun. I got to meet a lot of really neat people. I got set next to some two people I didn't know at all and got to, got to know them. That's what I, that's one of the main reasons I go to PubCon is the networking and meeting new people and learning new stuff and expanding my network. And that's, I've been going since 2003 in London. And so every time I, and that was back when it was just a pub we just went in there, sat at a pub for two days and just talked all day. I still do that. <laughs> literally a pub conference. Yeah. That's literally what I do when I go, I spend most of my time in the bar or wherever we happen to have a party or whatever, just meeting as many people as possible. Are you one of those guys who uh, who doesn't work from home, but like goes and works from the local pub or works from like a coffee shop or, or whatever? No, no, I work at home because uh, I have to. You know, I'm legally blind, so I have to have a special setup for myself. I have a. I have to sit like really close to my to my monitor. I have a you know a big iMac, and I sit like four inches from it. So it's hard to do at a pub. Undoubtedly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, now, one thing I, I just want to make sure to note, as a you know, jokingly, um, I had noted it, it's been days, um, and and then and then that ties in because because Jim was also talking. Well, camera, I could probably you know we count it back, but it it it's close. Um, but mentioned uh, the holidays are coming, right? Like you know, if you're not prepared yet, you're in one of the fields. Um, that, that's, that's great because paid search, right? So, okay. If I like have hit the snooze button too far, yeah, I should have been involved in paid search by now and, and getting my holiday campaigns ready. But if I haven't, you can still do something. And while it's only been a few days since I've seen you, it's going to be just a couple weeks and I'll be seeing you again. Uh, cause you're going to be speaking at state of search on probably one of the underutilized areas of paid search that could be making a big splash this, this holiday season. Uh, Google Shopping. What what are you going to be chatting about specifically there? Well, um, it's I'd call it Google Shopping demystified because you're right. Very few people use it, and even those who use it don't always understand it because it's it's a completely different piece than normal search and display. Um, you know, in the sense that there's no keywords. 
you know, your, your title of your product is considered a broad match keyword. If you can imagine that it's, it's, it's a, it's a lot to manage and to set up properly. And then campaigns have a setting that no other campaigns have with a priority, high, medium and low priority for campaigns, which you don't see in any other type of campaign. So what, I, you know, and I, I know there's, there's actually, I, I remember when we were chatting and it's like, okay, Google's doing horrible things. I mean, we, we know that we, we've touched on a bit before and I actually want to dive down there, but we're on to shopping. Um, and, and I know this is an area that I, I don't know people who know more than you. Maybe I've met them. I doubt it. Um, are there any quick tips you give people? Like if people were like, I don't even know what to do here, right? Like people don't use, and I, I know you've got to set up the feeds and everything. It can be a bit of a pain in the butt, but what, why, what would be compelling to somebody about, um, going into shopping? Why would I go into shopping as opposed to, um, you know, just, just using traditional search because, because traditional search ads are cheaper or I mean, not cheaper. They're a lot easier. Right. Well, the problem is, especially if you're, uh, you know, if Google has designated most of your terms to be shopping related, um, your search results, your search, uh, CPCs or keywords are going to be shot down the page or not shown at all. Uh, and that's really the biggest one. Cause I had a client that I started, you know, I started, um, doing their, you know, they had done just amazing back in 2010, 12, you know, and then when 2015 or so, I think it was when Google started showing shopping ads for almost everything, um, all of a sudden their, their conversions went down the, in the toilet. It was just gone. They were, they were getting almost no sales at all until we added Google shopping. And, it came, and then, it, you know, I, then we increased sales 200% after that because we added shopping because they didn't really change their account much at all. Before that, it was still running all the search terms that were kicking butt back in 2000. And, you know, a couple of years before that, we're doing really, really well. But all of a sudden, they just gone. So, you know, if Google deci decides that your term is a shopping term, you're, you know, you're just not going to do very well for a very specific term like ammo pants or something like that. And it still works really well for generic terms like um uh, you know, the, the main keyword for your company, you know, you know, your type of company, that kind of thing, but the specific product names and types of products don't do very well anymore in just regular search. So how, yeah, I mean, you don't have to get into the nitty gritty, but how hard is it? Like you, you read the docs, right. On, on sort of setting up the feeds and, and this and that, and it looks onerous to say the least, right? Like if, if you don't actually know what you're looking at or, or, or what you're, what you're, you know, sort of reading, it, it looks quite daunting. And then I can understand people going, yeah, well, my ROI is fine. I'll take Dave's advice from earlier and I'll just add Bing. And then you know, I, I have some more. Um, how hard is it really? I mean, on average, I mean, system by system, each one's a little bit different, right? Like it's obviously going to depend how you're, how your shopping system is set up. I had a client with a custom one, so it was far easier because he's a developer. But for, for the average person, how troubling is it and, and how would they go about doing it and, and roughly what would it cost just to deal with getting it sort of set up, not optimized, just like functionally speaking, you can start serving shopping ads now. Now, you may want to hire David to like, I mean you, David, not me, David, to like make sure your titles and stuff are optimized, but... Right. How hard is it just to get things go, like set up that you could even do this thing? As you would expect, my answer is it depends. But um, <laughs> you know, the, 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 the less products you have, the, the better. You know, we had, you know, when I first started, we had 6,000, you know, individual products, but really 17,000 when you talk about variants, about sizes and colors and all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> That's daunting and difficult for anybody, really. Um, but if you've got, you know, hundred products or 12 products or 15 products or even one product for that matter, it is a lot easier because you could just literally create a spreadsheet by hand and save it as a, a, a tab, a tab delimited file in Excel and you're done, <clears throat> upload it and it's done. You, you know, I mean, there's, there's definitely lots of things out there that can show you how to easily connect all the accounts because you have to create a merchant center account, an AdWords account, and you have to connect them and analytics and have to make sure everything's connected. And then you have to have, um, you know, setting up uh, e-commerce um, 
tracking in Google Analytics, which can be daunting itself. That 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 is one of the more difficult ones on a smaller, even on a small account. <clears throat> no, I, it's funny. I, I I keep like I, I'm adding questions, but we're on to like the the functional part of paid search, and you know I've I've got somebody who knows a lot, but so. I want to get to all the stuff that like super excited me that I'm like, I need to have David on to talk about like Google screen people over. But before we get to that, <laughs> um, Google's been making like, well, and so is Bing to, in, in their own right. It's like, I'm, I'm going against my own advice and going Google, Google. No, we, we need to pay attention to Bing too. But the engines, I will say, are making a lot of moves. I'm thinking of Google because they've made a few in the last you know week or so. Um, that I'm having a hard time sort of keeping up and sort of just bookmarking going, I don't believe, like, I can't wrap my brain around this because I'm catching up from PubCon. But what, what do you think the, 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 they're sort of getting at? There seems to be, I guess I'll just go with it. There seems to be a massive and, and, and concerted effort to get us all into the automated side. What does that mean for us, you know, folks who, like you, who may want to actually manage accounts? What, what's left for us? If we if we follow their lead and go, yeah, dynamic search ads with automated bidding, right? Like, what's left for for us? Well, in Google Shopping, they have the smart campaigns, and you know we all know how those are. You just the black box; you have no idea what the heck's in there. You just click on it, and you don't know what the keywords. They just trust us; we're sending you stuff. You don't know if they're bidding on all kinds of crazy terms or what. We don't know what they're doing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's. It, you know, and at least right now, Google Shopping, your choice is, you know, automated, 100% automation or 100% manual. There's not really much in between and shopping at least. So, um, and there's always going to have to be, you always are going to have to have a feed and you're always going to have to optimize the feed. So there's no, that's the nice thing about shopping is I don't think they're going that direction and shop. They really can't because, I mean, you have to name your products, you know, um, they're not going to name your products for you. And that's where the keywords come from. They would have to completely overhaul shopping to take that away from us. Uh, now, how about in traditional, like in just standard search? Is, is, there, is there a difference there? Is it lending itself more to automation? And, and if so, do you still have a job five years from now? Um, yeah. yeah I, I mean, there's still always going to be, you know, specialty. Um, you know, there's always, you know, lots of things that we can do. Um, I really don't see it going away. Negatives are always going to be important. And that's, you know, it's always a big part of our job is negatives. Um, unless they take that away from us, I guess. <laughs> yeah, hey, I, hear guys, I know. Yeah. Guys, guys, I'm so sorry. I got to jump in here. I got, I got to take this away from, take this moment away from us. We have to take a break. Um, we're, 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 we're burning time. If we don't take a break, we're going to get in trouble with the FCC. And more importantly, we're going to get in trouble with, with Brasco. And nobody wants that. No, um, David. I'm sorry to interrupt, man, but if we don't take this break, then I gotta, you know, I gotta answer to people. You see. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we, um, so on behalf of uh, Dave Davies from uh, from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Andrew Digital Media. You are listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the uh, it's the 17th of October, 2019. Stick around. We have David Ogletree coming up after these uh, after these messages. Tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact B-R-A-S-C-O at WMR.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm.
Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. You know what, I'm going to, if, if it's okay with you, David, I, there's a subject I really want to make sure that we, we hit because it was like what super excited me and, and then we're, we're at the halfway point in, in, in having your time here. So I'm going to jump straight to it because we got three things to cover that I think will be super interesting for our listeners. We've only, I think, touched on one on, on past shows. Um, Google, compromising accounts. What do you think? <laughs> Well, I have, you know, at least three different scenarios that have happened to me. Um, The most egregious one was we got an email from Google saying that a another this is a client that we had essentially lost, and um, and I I do white label for another company, and I don't normally do this, but because it's his clients and not mine, he sets up all the accounts so that he owns them and the um, the other people do not. Um, So you know they're they're only owned by the MCC not own, there's no users from the, the company. And so we got a, um, an email from another agency wanting to get access to the account. They had called up their Google rep. And so we got this email it says, if you don't respond to this within two days, it's just automatically we're going to give access to these people. So apparently you can just get access to all kinds of accounts. If you just, if they don't respond within two days and you ask like you want to own it. And, uh, and so sure enough, um, my, my agency, that I white label for said they responded to it immediately, but apparently something happened and all of a sudden this guy has access to our account just out of the blue. We didn't get, I mean, Google just gave access to this account that we created and owned. And that was a pretty, pretty horrible situation. Well, what, I mean, you know, there's, there's some obvious problems with that. I mean, maybe some opportunities, like maybe I, I, I want to start seeing what, what competitors of my clients are doing, right? So, and I got a Google rep, so do you, you know, maybe we can, you know, so, so there's not too much overlap and it doesn't look too obvious, David, maybe you and I can just swap and I, I can look up your client <laughs> competitors. Uh, obviously, this is, this is a big problem. You, I, I can only imagine you reached out. Do we have any feedback from Google at all? And have you seen Bing do anything like this? No, I've never had Bing do anything like that because I don't, I don't know anybody would want to who'd be out there trying to steal Bing accounts. But it's you know, like you said before, I just you know synchronize my my accounts and I don't even really think much about the Bing account too often because it's the ROI on my time is just not there. Uh, right. But Bing is all. I mean, as you were saying before, Bing rocks, man. It gives me the best ROAS and everything. I love Bing, but just it just doesn't have the traffic. Um, but that brings me to the other action uh, that happened. Um, I had, you know, I, anybody who manages a bunch of accounts like we do, you would constantly get emails and, and calls from Google saying they want to talk to us about this account, that account. So I got one of those. They set up a meeting. And so I was like, oh, I guess I'll go to it, you know. And um, they start talking to me about this account. And they mentioned my client's, my client's name. This is the white label account as well. And so we're talking about it for a while. And all of a sudden I realize these numbers don't match. And then all of a sudden we realize he's giving me all kinds of information about a competitor's account. And so he's just telling me all this information about my competitor's account. And he's like, oh, wait a minute. That's not you. You're not the manager of this account. You're a manager of another account. So they confused <laughs> two company names. And, uh, and a similar situation happened where a Google rep called me and gave me um, gave lots of account information to my client. Um, this, what, this is the white label again, where they don't own the account. Their name's not on the account anywhere. So I, this is where I made a mistake. I didn't respond to any emails because I const, I got, I have like 50 clients. So I'm constantly getting emails saying, Hey, we don't want to talk to you about this client and that client. And so, um, I ignored them. And so they got tired of me, ignored them. So they just went to the website and the ads called their phone number and started telling them all about this account. And they had absolutely without any kind of verification that they are who they are. I mean, it, they could have called the wrong company. They don't know who they're talking to. They did zero verification. And so it's just, they're just willing these, um, these reps, the out calling reps, not the ones you call into, but the ones that are out calling people and setting up meetings there, they seem to have a lot of power and wield it irresponsibly. 
That's interesting. Now, one of the things I find, and, and it's, you're, you're, you're serving your clients very well. One of the things I found, like, okay, this whole story is frightening, but one of the things I found funny that, that you were saying is while they're giving you all of this, all of this competitor data, the part of that statement that I found humorous was that they had to detect it. So you just let them go. Is that what I'm understanding? <laughs> while they're giving you competitor data, you're like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, that is absolutely fair enough. But that is, I mean, these are the sorts of oversight. Can I, I, I know what you're talking about. Um, you know, we all, you know, you have reps. I, you know, anybody who, you know, is a Google partner, you know, has a rep sort of looking at stuff. And I've never, mine has never crossed that line. You know, great. Um, and I'm not, you know, I like her. She's, she's nice. So I'm not going to push her to just to see if I can make her like cross a line and give me false information about somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it is frightening that this is happening at all, um, to anybody. And from the sounds of it, you're ignoring most of the emails. So well, I can't imagine we're dealing with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of calls. And one time it happened, there's probably a handful of calls and it happened. So what percentage of the time is this happening? Right? Like that, and that's the question. We're all frightened. If it was some magical one-off, you'd kind of go, okay, I happen to be that one. Somebody had to. This shouldn't happen, but the one-off. But I can only suspect this is happening more and more. Like we, we've listed a, a couple. So I can only imagine that this is, this is a significant problem. What can they do about it? Do you think like, a, I mean, well, I know you don't know their backend systems, but what well, could they, they do? Use the same rules they have when we call in. <laughs> when I call, when I call in, they have, you know, now they have that thing where you have to go in and click to verify that you have the account. They ask what's your email address and your name, and you have to click on that button. They should do the same thing when they call people. Yeah. yeah it's funny that you, you measure that way. I'm like, you know, I like when I'm on like GoDaddy site, they're like, click that pin or like enter that pin before I talk to you. So yeah, yeah. that's, it's pretty simple. Um, <laughs> they, they have the technology. <laughs> I I would hope. Um, yeah, and the fact is, is that they should just know, right? Like they, they would have your phone number, right? Like they called you, right? Or you called in. They would have that phone number. It's attached to your account there. We know what accounts that, you know, David or Dave, like they know what accounts you have access to, right? right? It should almost, it should just short list to just that, that they can even see while they're talking to you. Right. Um, I, think the, I think the real problem is that these people are not support staff, they're salespeople. And anybody who's been doing this for any amount of time in the last few years, that's all they do. They're calling up and they're trying to sell you the automated automation. That's that's their only job, no matter what they do. You know, they call up and say, I want you to turn on uh, bids set for conversions. And I'm like, yeah, but this guy gets three clicks a day. There's th that, there's no way that would be accurate. You know, I mean. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's. <laughs> You know what? Let's chat about automated bidding, men. Uh, <laughs> since we're going there, is this a, a, a big problem? Like we, we watch, I mean, I'm sure you remember the days of Overture, and we all sort of watched it happen with, um, you know, Google Ads, right? Like they started out cheap, <laughs> and then we're all chiseling our way up. Well, if we all set to maximize conversions, for example, I'm just picking a simple one. Well, we're all willing to spend whatever it takes to maximize our conversions. So by, by the nature of things, the clicks get more expensive because we're all just going bid whatever it takes, right, to, to, to get me out there. It's like the old, you know, bid to position, right? Like that can blow up really fast. So is, is that why is, is there, there's certainly some problems with automated systems. And I've seen it work like gangbusters with some campaigns and sure. just bomb with others, right? Like sure. some, it just is horrible. Um, but in, in long run, then, and this is just instinct, you can't see the future, but long run, then, if we're all just switching and I could see Google going, nah, you know what, we're taking away any manual control, right? Like you're, <laughs> if you're in, you're, you're unautomated. If they did that, are we just going to see a diminishing returns on, on conversions, right? Like, is it just going to cost us more per conversion? And, and where does that wall get hit? Yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, if they took that extreme, of course, yeah, that would happen. Um, and maybe they'll do that for, you know, anybody who spends, I can see them saying anybody who spends less than a certain amount has to use essentially a Google express type account. Um, and that would make things rather difficult. And they're, and they're already, and like you said, they're already doing a lot of stuff like with the stand getting rid of accelerated, you know, now we have to, everybody has to use standards. So now Google can manipulate things to make more money. Everything they do is set to make more money. 
Well, if Google, Google, everything Google's doing is set to make more money, which is, you know, naturally pushing advisors who are trying to save their clients' money um, off to the margins. Where do you see the role of um, a PPC service expert in the future? Um, well, it might become more of a content-related type of position where you're just making sure the you know landing pages are correct because it's you know you can manipulate your landing page to make sure that your automated ad creation is done a correct way. Um, you know, coming up, I mean, there's always going to be a certain amount of control there. On there, you know, you have to give them a budget, of course. Um, that type of things. Um, well, perhaps I might ask that a different way. Do you find yourself moving um, more towards creative from analytic as uh, as time goes on? I hope not. I mean, that's I, I'm I'm still banking on my expertise working. Suppose, like I said before, shopping is not heading that direction very much. Um, so I'm pretty safe there. I think you know, unless they would have to completely overhaul, which you know they're not afraid to do. They've done that many times. <laughs> how much is uh, how much is Amazon impacting your business? Well, Amazon, I think it was maybe two years ago, did not engage in Google AdWords. And so they jumped in and it has raised prices and competition. Um, I have a client right now where she just got her um, uh, trademark. And so she has to, um, now we have to make sure because Amazon's bidding on her trademark and we have to stop them from doing that. (laughs) Well, I guess we can't stop them from bidding on it, but we can stop them from putting it in their ads. You know, that's kind of that's kind of amazing. Thinking of uh, taking Amazon in on a digital fight of some sort or another, eh? Yeah. And um, by the way, if you do Google Shopping correct, you can beat the Amazons and WalMarts and Kohl's and those type of places. I've done it. You know, they're you know they're managing millions of products, and if you can set yours up properly, you can easily beat them. You know, they can fight over the dumb keywords and you get the good ones if you set it up properly. <laughs> and so at the end of the day, is that what it comes back to then, right? I mean, and, and we sort of come full circle through the automation that we were talking about. And, um, you know, are, you know, are, are we under threat, which I, I agree with you. I don't, I don't think we as, as, you know, people who can provide copy or produce copy that AI won't be able to for the foreseeable future. Um, but is is that the perk that we have now against Goliath, but also against the systems themselves that are trying to sort of pigeonhole us into, uh, you know, their own bidding structures or ad structures is we can be creative and we understand at the end of the day opportunities that they won't see. Yeah, the big guys, you know, the Amazons and Walmarts, they have to use automated stuff because you know, it's just too much. Um, to to not do that, so that's the way you can easily beat them out by being more creative, um, finding out what really works and what doesn't. Um, you know, they're being very, bidding very generically and using automated stuff and using because automation can be very wasteful if you do it manually. You can make the money. Well, how much um, how much of your business is uh, is affected by 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 automation? Are you being affected more and more and more by automation? No, in some ways it helps me because I have, uh, like I said, that white label client, they have a, a zillion little small clients. And mm-hmm. so I, I manage the, I have to audit, I have to automate some of that stuff. You know, I use scripts and, and I do, I do my own. I like automation when I write it. Um, <laughs> I, know, I know, I know what my algorithm is, you know, um, but you know, like they just recently added, um, monthly bidding, which has been really nice because they used to spend all your money. You would say, I want to you know, bid $20 a day and then they would spend 40, you know? And so now you can say, I have a monthly bid of a budget of $1,000 and they spend only a thousand dollars, which is nice. Where do, um, we're, 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 we're rounding close to the end of the program. And I, this is the point where like where Dave and I freak out because there's a hundred questions we want to ask. We all got to compile them into like mega questions. So <laughs> apologies for the rapid fire, but, no, um, one of the things we've always said, Dave said this like earlier in the show, is we're not interested as much as where we are today is where you see the ecosystem moving like two, three, five years from now. So um, in 25 words or less, um, where do you see us going in, uh, in, in two, three, or five years from now? Um, I mean, obviously, they're going to still keep making decisions that make them more money. And, and I can respect that. Everybody wants to make more money um, in, at the end of the day. Uh, I really see, you know, more automation coming or them sticking with what they've added. But I still think there's there's always going to be a place for us. 
Um, I really don't think they're just going to eliminate the position. Um, I, th I really hope, I don't know, know anything about this, but I really hope that um, the Google Shopping changes a little bit um, in one way. In another way, I wish it doesn't because I like the fact that it's complicated and I know how to do it. Um, <laughs> that gives me a competitive advantage, but I can see how it would help a lot of people if they, you know, once they get done messing with search, that they come over to shopping and add some more uh, features in there because it's really tough having you know, the broad keyword being your title, you know, it's, it'd be nice if you actually had keywords in shopping. If there That's, was, um, if there was two or three things you could say to Google, I need this improved. This will, this will make uh, my clients happier. Um, it'll, it'll give you a better, a better product. What would those things be? Um, well, they've already halfway given it to us. Uh, the monthly budget, um, only about half of my accounts have that availability. I'd like to have that available in all accounts. Um, hopefully that's just taking time or whatever. The other one, like I said before, is keywords and shopping. Um, I really would like the ability to actually say, um, this is the keyword I want this product to show up for. That would be nice. Um, and um, just overall, you know, give us, give us some more control uh, back. Uh, I, I miss some of these. Oh, I also quit calling us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because it's a broken record. They call up and they say the same thing every time. And it's just, you know, I, I've gotten tired of trying to educate them and saying, look, do you not understand the concept of, of uh, margin of error in statistics? You know, they just don't seem to get that. They just click this button, please. Please click this button, please. You know, that's all they say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have gone full circle. We're at the, uh, we're at the top of the clock. Uh, David Ogletree. Um, Man, uh, there was so much more I wanted to ask. I mean, there was, there was a whole bunch of questions I wanted to ask just about how, you know, um, you operate as a blind webmaster. That's fascinating. Unfortunately, we've gone full circle. Um, so David Ogletree, um, WME Training, Google Ads Trainer and Consultant. Man, like, thank you so much for spending time with us today. You're welcome. Thank you so much for inviting me. Friends, you have been listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. This was recorded live to podcast on the 17th of October, 2019. On behalf of Dave Daves from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedge from Digital Always Media. Stick around, Webmaster Radio. There's some great content coming up after the news. Be safe, do good, and we will talk to you next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.